Do you feel like your young children aren't listening to you? That's probably because you're not speaking their language. Play is the language children listen to and understand best. Our podcast shares ideas on using playful parenting strategies to handle the challenges and frustrations of parenting young children. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy. We hope y'all are doing well. Today is going to be a little bit different of a podcast episode because this is our final episode and I'm going to have Mindy uh, talk about it for a minute. Yes, so um, Open Little Doors has been such a learning process for us. Um, It's been a good remembering process about all we know about play, even expanding our knowledge about play. it's been interesting to talk to parents and kind of see their resistance to playing with their children. Sometimes, you know, they don't think it's important. Sometimes it's like, it's boring. Um, Sometimes it's just hard to fit in with their time. They want to do it, but you know, being a parent is such a busy, busy job along with, you know, just all the demands of life. Um, Something else that's been part of our learning process is obviously the business aspect of Open Little Doors. Starting a business, it has a lot of dimensions, you know, time managing, figuring out our marketing, learning to create podcasts, technology, creating a website, you know, creating a a program, um, Facebook things. It's been really a very interesting process, video editing, and we have all learned a ton And one of the things that we've learned is that play is our passion and we love helping parents with play, but the business process isn't always our passion. And so it obviously hasn't worked out quite like we have wanted, although we've enjoyed the journey, but we think we're ready to end this journey, which is why we are making this our final podcast. But the new journey that we're going to be starting is we do want to take all of the information that we put together and we're going to create a book. We're not exactly sure what we're going to do with the book, except for that we want it there for our children and our grandchildren as they turn into parents. Also friends, um, people that ask us about, okay, so how do I use play? How can I use play to be a better parent and strengthen my relationship with my child? So we're going to take everything we've done and we're going to put it into a book format, simplifying it a little bit. Um, And so we're excited to do that. So I thought though, being that this is our concluding podcast, that we'd kind of just share some of our favorite ideas about play. Well, I know for me, play play was probably the biggest, um, I guess you can say, revelation or thing that I learned when I was in school. And then I studied child development, and I was like, yeah, learning, like, you know, the process of a child growing and the things they go through and everything. But the biggest thing that I was able to see firsthand and totally believe in is the power of play. I have been able to see an immense difference in children who play imaginatively. It's child-led, it's unrestricted versus a more like a worksheet type of exercise or activity or something. It's, It's a totally different way that works a child's brain and I've been able to see firsthand in the classroom of children who are playing either like like a dramatic play or like like pretend play 
or they are working together with trinkets and taking apart stuff to block play. It, it, being able to express their imagination and autonomy um, by just leading the play, doing what they want to do. And then when they're cooperating with other people, they are building so many skills and they're enhancing their brain um, in a way that honestly, when we see play on the outside, we wouldn't even think it's doing anything to their brain, but it, it actually is doing incredible things. It's great brain development. Um, and I can definitely see a huge difference in children who play, have this unrestricted play versus a type of play that is not, like that is more teacher-led than child-led. I, I really like what Julie has said, just when it's that, that power of play and letting children explore and learn through their own experiences, through their own engagement with their environment, that's how they play and that's how they really process and learn. And uh, I think for me as a young mom, one thing that was so helpful was realizing the connection that's there with my children when I take time to play with them. And I completely understand the challenges of making time to sit and play. Like it's hard to stay awake when you sit down. There's, there's so many demands, but I have been so glad that one thing that I just made a priority was to, to do 10 minutes of fun with my children. And not only did it create a connection, it just established a habit of just taking a small amount of time to make them the top priority. And as moms, as parents, teachers, just anybody concerned about a child, you, you naturally spend so much time correcting and keeping them safe and telling them to do this and not do that. And it was so nice to just give myself permission even to take 10 minutes to not teach or correct or change, just to be there and be with them, to watch them play and watch how their minds work and just watch their little personality. And that's been hugely rewarding. And as they've grown, now a good majority of my children are now teenagers and that habit of connection has remained. It, we, don't, we don't sit down and play with dolls, of course, but even just taking time to stop and like scratch my son's back and for 10 minutes and just just listen to him or and I think one thing that's been nice is it's helped me realize it doesn't have to be an hour of play it doesn't have to be a long conversation it can be 10 minutes but if it's consistent that's what keeps that connection strong you know I love both of what um, Meryl and Julie have talked about and one thing that I have learned more of as we have created open little doors is that importance of that child-led play and um, particularly the benefits that parents see when they take that time to use play um, not to teach but just simply to connect with their child let the child lead the play let the child make the suggestions let the child be in charge but i will admit that's something i struggle with because um you know sometimes it's not enjoyable. And I remember as a parent that often just sitting down for that 10 minutes isn't always enjoyable. Um, Meryl has a unique gift and a unique talent. And I think she's done it enough that she's really gained a testimony of it and appreciates it at a level that I haven't yet because I 
wasn't, I don't think I was quite as diligent as she was at doing this really child-led play. Um, the way that I've mostly used play in my life is playing to teach, play and storytelling to teach. And, you know, there's a place for both. We need that connection that comes from letting the child be in charge. That's so important. And that is one type of play. And then, or, you know, create or giving, creating an environment where a child is playing without structure or feeling like, you know, when they're playing with Play-Doh, they need to do this, 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 and this and make the Play-Doh look a certain way or they're coloring and they need to make it look, you know, a certain way. We're talking about an open-ended play where they're totally in charge to let their imaginations go. But there are times when we need to teach and guide our children. Obviously, that's a really important part of parenting. And that is where I really love play because play can help children know what's going on. A child doesn't have your experiences. When you take a child to a new place for a first time, even an exciting place, they don't know what's going to happen. They don't know, you know, that you're going to go home at the end. There's just so much they have to learn and they're so dependent on you and Things that we just take for granted and that we know a child does not know. So helping them to know what's going to happen, preparing, um, helping them understand the result of certain actions that they're going to take. Um, it's a great form of role playing or practicing a behavior. Um, it's you can help a child form new neurological pathways that will serve them better. You know, a child that it, children I, th I believe that children are good at heart, but they are experiencing all these emotions for the first time. And sometimes it's hard to know what to do with them. And if you sit down with the toys, as we've talked about on other podcasts and play through um, emotions that they're feeling, you know, when they're angry with their brothers, if you pull out the dragons and, you know, one dragon gets angry at another or the cars or the fairies or whatever toys your child has, um, I know that we had a parent that talked about how they she was having a hard time because her children didn't want to leave the park. And every time they left the park, there was a total meltdown. And it was frustrating for the parents and frustrating for the children. So the mom pulled out some little bunnies and went through the procedure of going to the park, the bunnies playing at the park, and then how the bunnies left the park happy. She probably also went through how the bunnies left the park sad. And so the children could see and they knew what was going to happen. And then when they went to the park, she reminded them, you know, are we going to go home happy bunnies or sad bunnies? Um, I know that I had a friend who was moving and uh, I was helping her and her daughter was very, very resistant to um, putting her toys in the box and packing them up. And she was so worried and just so upset every time she'd her mom would try to pack up her toys. She would just have a total meltdown. And so I said, well, let's try something. So we went into another room and I pulled out a few of the toys that were remaining. And um, we talked about moving and we had the toys move from one house to another house. And um, cause the little girl knew about the new house that they were going to, and she was excited to move to the new house, but we had them put the toys in the box, the toys put the toys in the box. And um, one of the little toys was upset because she didn't know what was happening to the toys. And we moved them over to the next house, over to the new house. And they took the toys out of the box. And then we asked the little girl if we could go up and pack her toys up to go to the new house. And she was totally fine with it. So sometimes children just can't, you know, we explain something to them, but the words don't sink in their brain like they sink in our brain. So to use play to help them see it is a great, is a great way to help them understand. And also storytelling. Um, 
as they get a little bit older, when you want to teach them a point or a principle, tell them a story about it and go back to our podcast because our podcasts will, we'll keep all these podcasts live for another three to six months. And then um, we will be totally turning off our service. So you won't have access to the podcast. So if there's a story or a podcast that was really useful to you, make sure you download it and save it so that you can refer back to it because they'll only be up for another three to six months. So I want to jump into on the storytelling. One thing that I think both about this using play to teach and also about the storytelling that is also very powerful with connecting to your children and also just parenting in general is the steps that you think through before you play and before you tell a story. And one of the most important that we always emphasize is take a step back and see what your child is seeing. And that in and of itself is such a great habit for listening to your children. And before you address anything with them, taking a minute to see it from their perspective. That is a huge builder of communication at every stage of any relationship. And if you're doing that as you play and as you think about stories, it just pays huge dividends, not only in your play and your stories, but in your relationship throughout life. It helps you see your child in a different light. And as soon as you see something in a different way, then obviously your actions are going to be different. Yeah. And your, your ability to talk through with them, play it through with them, uh, tell a story about it. And sometimes you might even see where your actions might be part of what could, could make the situation easier for both of you. I definitely agree with both of you when it comes to storytelling and then the power of play when it comes to teaching. That's actually something that I did not learn at all at school. And it's and I and I don't blame the professors at all for ever doing this because this is a really unique practice to do. Um, and but what I really like about it is that it really is getting on the child's level and speaking their language. I think we even talked about how play is a child's language. Um, they understand concepts a lot better when it's through the form of play. It's so much better than lecturing. Um, it's a better way of guiding your children. And what I really like when we have done scenarios with um, other kids about uh, you know, teaching a concept through play, we often ask them so many questions. And I think that's the, the power of it is not us necessarily like showing what I mean, we are showing exactly like what's going to happen, like when it's like leaving the park or moving, seeing it first, like in the play form, what's going to happen definitely helps a child. But I also like in different scenarios, like where like maybe siblings are fighting or there's problems with sharing or something that we ask the children, what do you think, how do you think this like bunny feels or how do you think, what do you think this bunny is going to do about it? Or it's those types of open-ended questions that really gets a child to think and then apply it in a play form. And I really, really like that. And then it's so amazing to see what they come up with. Half the time I think, wow, I'm really glad I let you take care of that. Like I let you play through that and solve that situation because those were solutions and, and aspects of it that I hadn't even considered or thought about. Yep, and the same thing with storytelling too, asking the children what do you think is going to happen in the story and 
how do you think the characters feel in the story and what what do you predict is going to happen and and maybe even letting the children tell part of the story as well they can also retell the story with different endings you can tell a story three or four different times with three different options mm -hmm. well we again want to tell um all of you that have been listening to our podcast that have reached out to us, we have enjoyed so much uh, sharing about play and storytelling as parenting tools. We are going to continue to be available if you have questions or want to know more. Uh, we do have a new email, openlittledoors at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. We appreciate, again, the support and um interest that people have shown and wish you the best as you continuing in teaching and and in loving the children around you we wish you all the best at open little doors we share ideas on using play storytelling and imagination to make parenting young children easier if you want more information than what we share here on the podcast, make sure you visit our website, openlittledoors.com, and join our email list or email us at playatopenlittledoors.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Come play with us.